Minasan konnichiwa. Hello everyone. Welcome to the Anime Tea, the anime podcast that rants and raves over the best, worst, and everything in between in anime and animation. Hosted by your otaku friend, Phoenix. So grab your tea and let's get into the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Anime Tea. This week I wanted to talk about a streaming service with some of the best underrated anime of all time. Um, let's talk about Amazon Prime. So... You may not know, but Amazon Prime didn't actually have anime for a long time. And then back in 2017, they decided to launch a streaming service called Amazon Strike, um, where they basically were able to acquire some like exclusive anime titles and they put it on there and you could pay $5 extra a month uh, with your Amazon Prime subscription and get um, access to like exclusive anime that you can even find on Crunchyroll or um, Netflix or Hulu or whatever. However, luckily for lots of people, um, Amazon Strike was canceled. That meaning that you didn't have to pay $5 to access exclusive anime on Amazon Prime. Um, instead, they they put all of the content that they acquired from Amazon for Amazon Strike onto Amazon Prime Video, meaning that if you have Amazon Prime, you have you already have access to Amazon Prime Video, and you can just go on there and watch all of the exclusive anime that they acquired without having paying ex- without having to pay extra for it. So the great thing about um, Amazon Prime is that you probably have it I have it um but I actually share it with my family so it's like either you have it or someone you know has it someone in your family has it um and you might like share it with someone or if you're a student you can get it for six months for free and then after that after the six month trial you can um you only have to pay half of the regular price this is not a sponsorship for Amazon Prime by the way I just really like that they have the service (laughs) so I wanted to like boost it up so if you're a student, like get on that free um, six month trial. All I have to do is look up Amazon Prime student. Anyway, yeah. So it's like being able to have that is super easy. Um, uh, why not take advantage of it and not only use it to get you know your shit in two days, but also to like watch high quality animation that's not available on any other platform. Like even now, like before, like even when they acquired it, like two or three years ago it was on other platforms but it's still not on other platforms they have exclusive rights to um to like certain anime that no other platform has right now and what also makes amazon prime great for watching on um watching anime on is that amazon prime itself it has like a lot of original content but it's not often um talked about it's not like as well known as like netflix original content or they don't have as much um like acquired content like hulu does so the i honestly the only reason i use amazon prime video is to watch anime sometimes they have movies on there um like they had acquired moonlight um which i hadn't seen so i, I watched that on there but that's about it i only watch anime on there so it's really great for that um which is and it's also especially great because a lot of people don't watch it so if you're sharing it with some people and you don't want them to think you're a weirdo for watching anime on their account they're not they're probably not going to see it because you basically have to go on amazon prime to see like amazon prime video to see what you're watching so yeah so amazon prime video it's there it's with your amazon prime account um it's also great if you have a fire stick because you can watch it on your tv and all that good stuff and there's no ads so yeah 
suck it, Hulu. Anyway, <laughs> well, you know, the Hulu where you have to pay, we paid less, but you had to watch ads, so whatever. Um, so yeah, so what exclusive anime content am I talking about? I'm going to give you guys a list of some well-known anime and also some of my personal faves um, that are on Amazon Prime right now. So the very first anime that I absolutely have to talk about is Banana Fish. So I don't know, I thought, I think I raved about Banana Fish on this podcast before, um, or I don't, I don't remember, but yeah, like, I can't even tell you guys how much I love the show. Um, it's so great. It's such a good anime. It's actually a reboot of an anime, um, from the past, like, that was created back in, like, the late, maybe the late 80s, early 90s, um, and they just remade it so beautifully. It's so good. Um, let me give you guys the description of it. So this is straight from the Amazon Prime uh, video account. So, Ash Links, a 17-year-old boy, is the boss of a street kids gang in New York. One day, a man who was murdered before his eyes entrusts him with something. And the last words uttered by that dying man was the phrase, banana fish. That is the word his brother Griffin often mutters. Ash has a destined encounter with Edgy, a kind Japanese boy who comes to New York as a cameraman assistant. So, I mean, the, I mean, the description is, doesn't really give me that much information. I don't know. They could have, they could have phrased it a little bit better. But basically, yeah. So the main character is Ash. Um, he's an American boy who runs in, like, basically runs into Edgy, who's like the sweetest, most adorable small bean to ever exist in the world. I love Edgy. He's such a sweet boy. Anyway, um, yeah, so they meet. They go on this crazy-ass adventure with Ash trying to, um, basically running for the cops because he, like, all the time because he's in the he's in a gang he runs a gang and um them the the two of them trying to figure out like what banana fish is and like how that affected his ash's brother and all the things like that so it's really really good it's um it's not quite a, a bl or boys love or um shonen i i mean it's shonen i ish but like the love like the relationship between the characters isn't shown in ways that are usually seen in Shonen Ai. Like it's not super um romanticized, I guess. That like other anime are. Like I'm watching Given right now, which is on Crunchyroll. Um and that's like a BL and it's like more like romantic this the story is more romantically based, you know. Um like this story is more about like just developing relationships and overcoming hardships and trusting in people so it's really deep and i love it so much it's so good i'm so glad amazon prime has it um i really i wouldn't have even known about it if i didn't have amazon prime because it's not on any other platform it's not on crunchyroll it's not on hulu um or anything like that so go watch it on amazon prime okay and then i have to end this off by saying the first three anime I talk about they're all on my top 10 anime <laughs> like I really truly love these first three anime that I'm talking about that are on Amazon Prime so that's that just goes to show you like the quality of content that they have they don't have like a ton like you know they don't have as much as Crunchyroll but they do have a really good amount of like quality anime um so I really appreciate that Next up is Made in Abyss. So Made in Abyss is one of those anime where you love it so much 
but you can't tell other people to watch it because it's so dark and disturbing <laughs> that uh, you basically like get weird looks. Like I haven't really promoted this anime because it's so like it's really dark. Um, the storyline's really dark, but in, it's like also really captivating to watch. Um, the characters are super, super cute. Like then their design, like the physical design is super cute. Cause they're all like short little kids and they're like drawn in like kind of chibi form. Um, but they're also like facing these like really horrible, um, like decisions and like consequences and things that they do. And like, it's really crazy. And I, but I really hope they make a season two. Um, the only thing I'd say about the anime on Amazon Prime is that I don't know if any of them will get a season two. <laughs> so that might piss some people off, but it's still worth watching like the first seasons. I mean, Banana Fish doesn't need a season two. It finished in, in the season that it had, um, cause it's not, it wasn't that long of a series. But uh, yeah, anyway, so Main Abyss, here's the description that Amazon Prime gives. Um, Within the depths of the abyss, a girl named Rico, sorry, Rico, stumbles upon a robot who looks like a young boy. Rico and her new friend descend into uncharted territory Mm -hmm. to unlock its mysteries, but what lies in wait for them in the darkness? Um, So yeah, basically, this young girl, her name's Rico, she and like a bunch of other orphans live on the edge of this giant hole in the ground that they call the abyss. Um, and basically the people in the town that live around that, that abyss, the way they make their living is by going into the abyss and like retrieving things and like either bringing it back or like discovering things about it. They're all like explorers basically. Um, and Rico's mother gets like, she's lost. She goes into the abyss and never comes back, basically. So they presume she's dead. Uh, but Rico doesn't believe that. So she wants to go into the cave and go find her mother. Um, and let, like, keep in mind, this girl's super young. She's like, I think the kids in here are all, are all like 11 or 12. Um, probably around the same age. Yeah, the same age almost as uh, the Promise Neverland kids. So it does, if you like the Promise Neverland, I feel like this show is kind of in terms of like young kids going after like really dark doing really dark and scary things this is similar to that in that sense but the storyline of course is totally different um yeah but then she meets a young boy um who's basically a robot (laughs) um and like he helps her like descend into the abyss to find her mother um and it's super interesting because we want to know like all about like like just their relationship because they're super cute they're just cute little young kids but also like them descending into the the abyss because it's dark down there the like um effects that it has on the human body is really severe there's one episode where you're gonna cringe like the entire episode <laughs> the entire time i cringe so much and then there's another episode soon after that where you're gonna just cry giant tears of sobbing sadness because of one of the other characters that you don't meet until the very end um but when you meet them their story will kill you anyway uh it's so good i really really (laughs) i i hope people don't hate me for recommending it but it's worth watching and if you're not super sensitive to lots of gore and dark things happening to children 
then watch it. But if you are, probably stay away from it. If you don't like things like The Promised Neverland, probably stay away from it. Um, I'm going to warn you for that. Okay, next up um, is an anime I've talked about before in my list of um, anime on my anime eye candy episode where I talked about beautiful anime. Um, so yeah, Land of the Lustrious is, uh, it's so beautiful. I've already said this, but it needs to be said again, um, because it's one of the rare, like, it's one of those rare anime that's actually made better by CGI. Like, CGI, I don't usually like CGI anime because it makes the characters look so weird and, like, like, they're trying to be really human, but they're not because it's animation, so it, it just doesn't, it's not really comfortable for me to watch usually, um, and same for a lot of people I, I've heard, but Land of the Lustrous does so well with this because it's not, like, the characters are not human anyway, they just are human-like, so that and, like, their, their actual, like, makeup, since they are gems, um, like, the shininess and, like, the 3d look of everything makes it so much interesting so much more interesting to watch um and put on top of that an amazing story it just like blows things out of the water so it's why it's one of my favorites but yeah let's get into the description from amazon prime the very vague vague description anyway so foss the youngest hoseki which is basically like i think a hoseki is a gem i'm guessing um i didn't look that up sorry but she's doing as Hoseki and she must, they must create an encyclopedia of natural history in a risky world where moon dwellers hunt their kind. So the, basically it's a world where all these gems, these, um, anthropo- no, what is it called? Yeah. Anthropomorphic gems, gemstones exist. Um, they all present as feminine and I I don't remember if they use feminine pronouns though, so I feel bad if I say she. Um, I think it's they. But uh but yeah, they're super cute. <laughs> they're like they each have their own type of like personality and uh attributes based on the type of gem they are. Mm-hmm. So Foss is like Foss I can't remember the whole name of her of her gem but she's a type of gem that's really fragile and breaks apart very easily but she's also like really dazzling and pretty to like look at um and that makes like the moon dwellers like these uh basically these creatures that come from the sky and try to take the crystals like try to take the gems and use them as like weapons and turn them into jewelry and things for themselves um it makes them really want Frost because she's really pretty and like she'd be super easy to capture and put into whatever they wanted to do with her. Um, I don't want to go into it too much, not to spoil anything, but that's the reason why uh, they give her the like the job of creating an encyclopedia of the history of the natural world so she like records everything about the world um like around them you know the ocean sky the you know plants and things but she also records um facts about the other gems so it's it's cool to see her it's i don't even know how to describe it it's something that's like never i've never really seen in anime before there's not i don't i don't know there's not like anything to base it off of for you to know for you to like be like oh yeah i'll watch something like that i've seen something like that like there's not and lustrous is really different in a lot of ways um 
but but in the best ways honestly so i just say watch it like give it a try it's really it's really cool to see just like the animation the animation is amazing um but also foss's character growth is probably one of the most it's probably the darkest and most interesting character growth i've seen in anime i've seen personally i know there's other anime that have like really you know really good stories about characters developing in like both positive and negative ways um but this one is the most like compelling to me because uh, it's like it's a an internal character development and also an external character character development that like changes her whole um like her whole person <laughs> so or their whole, whole person sorry um so it's really amazing to just watch i'd say give it a try if you if you want I personally love it. It's really well loved. I know the manga is really good. I need to go read it um, because this is one of the anime that I don't know if a season two is going to come. It came out in 2017. Um, I don't. There hasn't been any word of, a ne- of another season, <laughs> so I'm stressed. I want to know what happens. Uh, I keep seeing like semi spoilers of the manga, so I just have to go read the manga. Okay, next up is another anime I've talked about way back in the beginning of when I started podcasting, which was like a few months ago, not that long ago, but. Um, when I made a, I made uh, an episode about like female or girls, like women and shonen who like basically rule the shonen world, um, and one of those is Cabinary of the Iron Fortress. Um, I talked specifically about Mume. She's the main. She's like the, well, she's like the side main protagonist of the story, but she's great. So, Cabinary of the Iron Fortress is. Um, let me give you the description. Basically, the world is overrun by Kabane. So they're like zombie-like creatures with an appetite for human flesh. While the last of humanity has retreated into fortress-like stations connected by armored trains, there are a few that remain as hopeful as Ikoma. So again, with the vague description, but Ikoma is basically the main character of the series. He's a boy who likes to experiment, and he tries to like figure out a way to kill the Kabane. And basically, he's able to figure it out um, as his town is being destroyed by Kabani. <laughs> um, and while while that's happening, he also runs in and meets uh, Mume, who is a Kabaneri. And um, I don't know if I can explain what a Kabaneri is. I'm gonna ex- I'm gonna explain. Oh no, I don't know. I don't know if I can explain what a Kabaneri is without giving it away. I think I explained it before though, so sorry if you guys already know. But um. Yeah, she's basically able to fight the demons, I mean, the demons, the Kabani really well. Um, she kicks ass. She's she's a badass. I I read somewhere that she's only 12. I truly do not believe that. <laughs> like, it's, she does not look like a 12-year-old. Like, she, not that she's, like, drawn overly sexualized or anything, but just, like, it, it just doesn't make sense. Anyway, um, she kicks butt. She is the... Um, she, along with a lot of the other people, the survivors of that town, um, including Ikoma, they go on to a train and they're able to escape. So the only way they can move around the world, basically, is to go on a train and go to different um, pre... They're not prefectures. I mean, it's like before... It's before modern-day Japan. It's like way set way back in the past. Um so like different parts of Japan and different like sections that are ruled by um, like shogun and things like that. Um, and then they go 
to another place. They have to like keep moving around until they can find a place to live. Um, and along the way, they fight Gavane and like run into like trouble, and it's like super intense and awesome. I feel like zombie stuff. It's great because it's really, it's basically zombies set in like a an older Japan, um, and it's really steampunk. If you like steampunk stuff as well, it's that's so much fun to watch because like the aesthetic is so cool and like. Oh, I love it. Um, and the story is really good. So give it a try. It's amazing. I'm, I'm, you may have heard of it before. I don't know. But if you haven't, it's a really, really good anime. Um, really great action. Really great fighting scenes. They just came out with a movie in May. So super recently. But um, I don't know if it's going to get an American release. It might get like an American uh, DVD, like an English sub DVD. Um, I don't know yet. I really hope so because I want to see it. Um, but yeah, moving on. So those four I just talked about, those are like the main, like really prominent anime on Amazon Prime that a lot of people have either heard of or a lot of people watch and talk about. Um, a few of the other ones we're gonna talk about right now are some of the lesser known ones, but that are still that are super good um, as well. And then I'm gonna talk about some more like honorable mentions and some that are streaming right now um that they just added so yeah so next one is uh this is always hard for me to say i feel like i'm gonna mess it up sorry uh wota wota love is hard for otaku so this anime is really good if you've been looking for an anime that's a like about romance but it features adults <laughs> like if you're getting tired of watching teenagers um, fall in and out of love um, this is for you if you're an adult because I'm in like I'm 23 so I'm like I love the little teenagers you know being cute and fall in love and shit I love that shit but it would be nice it would be nice to see like grown ass people with jobs like interact and like and see how they would form a relationship especially otakus um because it's like like the otaku world of dating is is a weird place um so yeah but here's a description from amazon prime so when narumi an office lady who hides the fact that she is a yaoi fangirl changes jobs she is reunited with hirotaka her childhood friend who is attractive and skilled but is a hardcore a hardcore gaming otaku they decide to start dating for now but being otaku both of them are awkward so a serious romantic relationship is rather difficult for them this is actually one of the ones that they did a really good job explaining <laughs> the um anime um yeah so it's super cute narumi <laughs> narumi being a yaoi fangirl is everything um i love it i love that she had they have to figure out like how their relationships since they're not only are they otakus but they're different kinds of otakus so figuring out like how to manage that relationship when you're both awkward and and super into like a specific type of um fandom and um and like just interacting with each other at the same time but also like keeping yourself professional for in your work life and things like that so it's super cute so it's narumi and um ah, what's his name again hirotaka they're the main couple but there's also another couple that are also otakus um that they show and they're just their trials and tribulations are so cute and relatable and i love it um i really want more anime like this i hope they make more um yeah 
just go watch it if you're into like romantic stuff um or not it's not super romantic either it's just really cute and funny and um and you just want to you know see adults try to fall in love um and have a relationship as otakus so another underrated anime that you can find on Amazon Prime is Recreators. I just watched this like in the last year. Well, I watched it before that, and then I fell off, and then I watched, and then I finished it because um, it's. I mean, it's like 22 episodes, um, but it's has a super interesting storyline. Uh, so basically, the people. So people have created many stories about, you know, joy, sadness, anger, and emotion. The stories stir up emotion and captivate people. However, these emotions are nothing more than the feelings of a spectator. What if the characters in the stories had their own will um, and and think that in their eyes that we are the gods who have created them? So, yeah. what? Who wrote this description for recreators? <laughs> it's all, like, jumbled together. So basically... It's about characters from um, stories that we've created coming to life with wills and mindsets of their own and living in our world and believing that um, the people who created them are like gods, basically. Um, It's super, just like the storyline alone is what drew me in because that's super interesting. Like I've never seen or heard of anything like that where like they combine the complexities of real life like yeah the real life with the stories and characters we create because it like makes you think like say like you know people believe in god so if a god created us what if we could see god <laughs> like what if god was a person and they and you could talk to them like and you knew they made your story and your story is like super like sad and like terrible and yeah so like what was I gonna say? One of the like one of the characters who comes to life is like a night figure. Um, she lives like in this world where she's like a hero and she kill and she like tries to protect people and save um, all the towns from like dangerous things, basically. And um, when she comes to the real world, she's like pissed because like when she meets her creator, like she finds out that you know this person created the world that she lives in and then the world she lives in is just like constant chaos she's battling people she's constantly losing battles and like people are getting killed on behalf of her um or because she's not there and like it's a whole it's a whole lot so she goes off on him and like almost kills him it's crazy anyway it's great so it's just really interesting to see how characters we create like the stories we create just because we're creating them um, like, what if they actually had real-life consequences? Like, you created this dark, deep story for this character, and they came to life. Like, imagine how that person would react. Um, like, it's just super interesting to think about. Especially, because I'm a writer, so I'm, like, I'm always, like, interested in stuff like that, where characters interact with, like, the creators. That would be, it would just be so crazy. Um, but yeah, it's, a, it's really good. It's pretty, it's only 22 episodes, so it's not that long. Um, I love each of the characters that come to life. Uh, there is a death in there that's gonna rock your world. I'm gonna let you know now. Won't let you know who it is, but you will be shocked. <laughs> you won't be prepared. Um, so yeah. Okay, and then I'm gonna move on to just talk about um, another anime that just gained popularity. It just came out at the beginning of this year. It's called uh, Dororo or Dororo Dororo. Sorry. Um, and 
it's a lot of people have watched it and they really like it. I haven't watched it yet. I need to watch it. Um, I heard it's really good, but it's also really sad and a little depressing. So I kind of just need to like mentally prepare myself for it. Here's the description. So in Japan's warring storing states period, Lord Daigo Kagimetsu, Kagimetsu, sorry, makes a pact with 12 demons, exchanging his unborn son for the prosperity of his lands. The child is born malformed and is set adrift in a river while Kagimitsu's lands thrive as promised. Years later, young thief Dororo encounters the mysterious Hyakimaru, a boy whose arms are blades and whose visionless, visionless eyes seem able to see monsters. Um, and this is also really a description. I guess we have better at description writing on here um, as time goes on. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so far, like what I just read, that's how much I know about it so far. So I'm going to hopefully watch it. It's 24 episodes. Um on Amazon Prime of course duh why did I say that but it looks really good I've heard it's good people have said they've cried over it <laughs> and that the story's like super sweet um and dark and a, like a good mixture of both and lastly I wanted to talk about a brand new anime that just started like a few weeks ago um that have been uh, that's been streaming week by week on Amazon Prime that I haven't started watching it I'm gonna watch it I just, yeah, I probably will watch the first episode today. <laughs> um, but it's Vinland Saga. So Vinland Saga, the description for it says, Around the end of the millennium, Viking, the mightiest but atrocious vibe, had been outbreaking everywhere. Thorfinn, the son of the greatest warrior, lived his childhood in the battlefield. He was seeking the land of the reverie called Vinland. This is the story of a true warrior in an age of turmoil. So... Yeah, I don't know. That didn't. I don't. That didn't explain anything for me, really. So I guess I'm just gonna have to jump into it. <laughs> but I know it's based on a manga that's really popular that people like. If you're really into shonen, like anime and like things, I guess I, I think I've heard that it's similar to like Berserk, and like, it's uh, how do you say? It's goriness and like it's like battle like it's really like about battle and combat and like people fighting each other and war and things like that um I mean I like I mean I don't know I can't I can't say that I liked Berserk I only watched the movies I watched the three movies that are on Netflix for Berserk and I was I my mind was fucked <laughs> excuse me a lot of things happen in the anime let me tell you I didn't even watch the anime um but the movies alone were just like, ooh, they were a lot. So, I mean, I'm going to try this one and see if I like it. We'll see how far I get. <laughs> um, hopefully, I, I think it'll be okay. But, yeah, we'll see. But if you guys are into that type of stuff, then go for it all ahead. Um, and then I'll probably I'll probably do, a, like, a post on it on Twitter or something after I watch the first episode. So, yeah, guys, there's so many more anime <laughs> on Amazon Prime that I could talk about. Um, I mean, like I said, they don't have a ton, but they do have a really good, they have a list of really good quality anime. I feel like, I think they did a really good job at picking anime that has interesting stories, um, stories that are like really noteworthy and like different and original. Um, Cause you know, like I love control. They have, a, cause you know, they have the most anime out of like probably any other platform right now but i mean there's also just a lot of content on there that's trash <laughs> like you know when isekai all the isekais with harems and shit like we get tired of that crap 
So if you want some like quality stuff with actual good stories mm-hmm. and characters and like things like that, like I like I said, like three of the ones I mentioned earlier are on my top ten anime list. Um, then yeah, go and look on Amazon Prime. But yeah, let's take a quick break and then move on. <laughs> to Nanio Mas or what am I watching? Um, so I'm gonna mention one more um, anime from Amazon, the Amazon Prime video list. <laughs> um, it's not well known at all, really. It's not even really talked about. But I just started watching it, and I love the heck out of it. It's so good. Um, and I'm talking about Welcome to the Ballroom. So I'm not usually a sports anime fan. Um, I mean, I just not because I don't want to be I just that I haven't really gotten into it I kind of I do want to watch things like Haikyuu and um Slam Dunk and stuff like that I just haven't gotten to it yet <laughs> but um Welcome to the Ballroom drew me in because of its beautiful animation style um the way it's drawn is so like different like the way I thought to describe it was a mixture of like Attack on Titan meets um Kimi uh Kimi no Todoke because like the characters are really long like they're drawn really long and slender and like stretched out like in Kimi no Todoke um but they're also like their details of their face is really like drawn in and like beautiful to look at similar to how it's drawn in Attack on Titan um and I'd also mix in March Comes Like a Lion. Like, the anime, the animation from March Comes Like a Lion is also kind of shown in the features of their face. Like, specifically in the mouths. Because, like, the mouths in March Comes Like a Lion are, like, really... are drawn, like, really weird. And they kind of have that in there. Um, but I don't think... So, it's created by Production IG, which worked on, like, Kimi no Todoke, so it makes sense that that has similar character, like, designs. Um, and they also did some work in like with studio wit to create um attack on titan so like i was like oh see my mind already knew anyway yeah so not only does it have a beautiful beautiful animation um it's just has a great story so it's about uh tatara uh he's an average middle school student with no particular dreams until an unexpected incident draws him into the fascinating world of ballroom dancing um and there's a little quote that says if i can just find one thing to be passionate about um, and then he dives into the world of dance and believing it's his opportunity to change. So, yeah, I'm not really a sports anime fan, but I do love music and like dance anime. Um, so this was really great for that. <laughs> um, I love seeing the way they animate the dancing is so pretty, like because their bodies are gorgeous and beautiful and long. And they're just spinning around and like, you know, dancing and like having fun and seeing the Tatara is he's also I'm also adding him to my list of soft boys because he's so sweet I love him he's so like unconfident himself and like he's tries so hard to be a good dancer and he deserves the world anyway um also Sengoku who's um he's like the he's kind of like Tatara's mentor in ballroom dancing he is beautiful I love him he's 23 I'm 23 you know, you know where I'm going with this. Anyway, <laughs> he is a beautiful dancer. He's really good at Latin dancing. So, you know, he had me there. Anyway, <laughs> um, 
yeah, he's really funny. And I love the character interaction between the two. And the first half, so it's 24 episodes, but I feel like um, it says it's only season one, but I feel like they're two separate seasons. Um, and I feel like Amazon Prime kind of, kind of does that a lot. They put like season one, but it actually probably should be two seasons. I don't know. Because like, you know, after episode 12, the, the story is totally different. Anyway, um, but the first season I love. I'm about to finish the second season. Like I'm only three episodes away from then, but um, which makes me sad. But the first season I absolutely loved. I loved just discovering the story and like watching Tata, um, yeah, Tatara grow and like get out of his comfort zone and like become a really good dancer. Um, and seeing his little dorky face smile when he dances is so cute. It's the cutest thing ever. <laughs> I love it so much. Um, yeah, it's really good. So if you like, um, like sport, it, it, it is a sports anime because they just talk about like competition and then like they're dancing, um, competing with uh, other people and um, like you know they're they're sweating. They sweat like all the time. <laughs> like half like half of the the show is just them sweating from dancing so much. Um, I feel like if you're really into ballroom dancing or just the dancing in general, it's fun to watch. Um, especially the second season, it gets really technical. So that's why I kind of like in the second season, I'm kind of like, well, this is a lot of stuff. Um, cause they get really technical and like the types of dance and like the way that your, the body moves and like how to control that and like working with another person. Cause it's like ballroom dancing is with a partner. So it gets really technical like that, but, uh, it's fun to watch. Yeah. So go watch that. Welcome to the ballroom on Amazon prime. Add it to your list of Amazon Prime things to watch. <laughs> I'm sure it's long. Um, yeah. And then I just have two quick things to say about Demon Slayer this week. Because I loved it. Um, if you don't know, Demon Slayer is on Hulu. It's called Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba. Uh, but basically, those freaking arachnid demons are scary as shit. They need to go to hell. Like, I'm not even joking. I literally... <laughs> I watched that episode when I was in the house by myself, like, no one was around my family, all my, my entire family was gone, and I was, like, just in the house, like, all weekend by myself, and I was so scared, I was, like, freaked out just thinking about those freaking arachnid demons, just, like, that one crawling down from that house, oh my god, and the little baby face one, I was, I was like, oh, oh shit, I can't, so, and yeah, I usually, I didn't really like Zenitsu before, but I completely, like, agreed with him on this episode for him being scared. Like, he definitely made sense for him to be scared, because I would have shit my pants if I saw those things, I swear to God. Anyway, the, um, but also just the story behind, like, Zenitsu and, like, um, him becoming a demon slayer was super sweet to watch um amazed me I appreciate him more and i did a whole post on him on my instagram so go watch that and yeah next week i might do uh a one of my reading section because i'm reading a lot of manga right now or not a lot i'm reading all the manga on the shonen jump app and i'm catching up on dr stone and my hero academia and i really want to talk about some stuff so i might do that next week so if you guys have caught up on a lot of or have read a lot of my hero and dr stone manga that's what i'm going to talk about <laughs> but if not you can skip it over but that'll be next week
Okay, and last but not least, it's anime updates time. Don't have a ton of news in, term of, in terms of anime, but I do have some personal news I want to talk about, so let's get into it. Uh, first up, Kyoto Animation will be releasing the, their Violet Evergarden spinoff film um, in Japan in September as planned. Um, so, you know, last week I talked about Kyoto Animation and the terrible tragedy that they just went through um, where the, their building was set on fire. Many people died, unfortunately. Um, I'm glad that they're releasing or they're still able to release content but I just I really hope that the creators and the workers at Kyoto Animation do get um, like the time they need to like properly grieve and handle like the tragedy of the event that just happened um, not too long ago like just a few not even a few weeks ago like a week and a half ago it was so it was so recent Um, so yeah that's what I hope for them and I just like I pray for the families. It's really sad. I I still can't get over like that that happened to them. Um, if you want to go watch or if you want a list of like things of Kyoto Animation anime to watch in support of them um, or ways to support them, go listen to my last episode. I talked about it, um, and I also continue to like retweet whatever type of information that they post about ways to help. Like they just opened an account where you can send money directly to Kyoto Animation. Um, if you feel comfortable doing that instead of giving it to other companies like Sensei Filmworks, I know we raised a bunch of money to do it as well. Um, and of course, like I said, the last week, last week, I think 11 Arts was doing a, um, um, origami, like origami crane collecting. So you can send them cranes. And if you're, you know, if you can't do any of those things, just watching their anime, like on Crunchyroll or on Hulu, um, is, it helps them as well. You know, it brings them revenue. Okay, and then I just have a few personal things to talk about as well. Um, firstly, uh, if you haven't heard already, I made an anime playlist. It's really awesome. I worked really hard on it for like a whole week. <laughs> worked my ass off on it. Um, it's called the Anime Teapot Playlist. It's over on Spotify. You can find it on my Instagram or my Twitter. Uh, both links are on there. But not only did I do that, because I'm awesome. <laughs> um not to toot my own horn, I guess, but I am. Whatever. Um, I also made an entire list of uh, the anime and the anime songs, so that like if you want to go and find a specific song from a certain anime on my list, you can just go through. Like on my Twitter, I made a whole thread. Just go through the thread, find the anime that song and the song that you might want to listen to, and it's probably going to be on there. I mean, they don't have every single anime song on Spotify, unfortunately. They do have a lot, and they, I, they have more than what's on my list, too. So if you're just looking for a specific one and you want to, like, listen to my playlist, go on there, find your specific one, um, and you can listen to it all the time. And there's some on there. I kind of curated it where it's, like, a mixture of, like, really beautiful songs that I love from anime um, and, like, really good songs from anime that probably the anime is not that good, <laughs> but the songs were great. Um, but it's also a mixture of that and, like, you know, popular and well-known and awesome songs from popular anime and, like, shown anime like Naruto and, um, crap, what else did I put on there? A lot of other stuff. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Go check that out. Look at the list. Share it with your friends if they're looking for it, too. And if, and I also made the list because, um, it lists out the name of the song and the name of the person who created the song in english and in japanese so you can just like copy paste it and go look it up if you have um 
uh, what's it called Apple Music or whatever and you want to listen to it on a different program besides Spotify so do that I made that share it with your friends I'm so proud of my work <laughs> um, hopefully it helps people find things easier because it was a lot of work yeah okay and the very last thing I want to talk about sorry this episode is so long this week I hope you guys listen to the end <laughs> um, but thank you guys for listening so much already uh, I'll talk about that later but yeah last thing I want to talk about that's a little weird for me to talk about because I never promote myself personally enough I feel like in terms of this is that I'm writing a novel yay <laughs> um, so I'm writing a novel um, I've been a, I've been like a storyteller for a long time but it's hard for me to like write stuff down um, like I've been writing stories but I've never like been able to finish a story so I'm trying really really hard to finish this story and put it out into the world and like you know not regret anything in my life um so yeah and the story is called Brighter in the Dark it's available to read on Wattpad <laughs> uh, Wattpad is a website for people to publish their stories um it's free go check it out I'm gonna leave a description I mean I'm gonna leave a link in the description and it's gonna be on my Instagram and my Twitter um but yeah and it basically centers around two black leads of course two black girl leads because you know i'm a black girl so i want to write about black girls um and it's a sci-fi so it's gonna be super fun if you're into sci-fi stuff and if you're into anime i used i referenced not reference but like i got a lot of inspiration from anime to create the story so yeah so here's the description what is the only way to save the world was to destroy it this is the challenge Amani and Lori must face. Two girls on the opposite side of a complex war, gifted with powers they can barely control. Amani's quest for revenge leads to her seeking solace with a group of renegade soldiers, while Lori is sent on a mission to capture Amani, where, along the way, she struggles to understand the complexity of the world outside of her isolated home. What will happen when their worlds finally collide? So I update the chapters every Sunday. Right now, the first five chapters are up on Wattpad. Um, and of course, you can read for free. So, yeah, like I said, it was heavily inspired by anime mixed with young adult fiction. Um, the anime that I read, like, I, that inspired me and that I kind of referenced off of was Eureka um, 7, Wolf's Rain, Trigun, and there's a couple more other ones. Hopefully, in the future, after I've like gotten decently through the novel, I'll do an episode on it about like the inspiration I got from anime about it. So yeah, go check that out if you want. Yep, it'll be on Twitter and Instagram and um, the links will be there so you can just go and find it super easily. Uh, but yeah, so lastly, I just want to thank all you guys for listening. Um, every week, I'm so happy to see that people are listening and that and like just interacting with people on Instagram and Twitter and stuff and like just, you know, just being a brand nerd that loves anime is really fun i'm so grateful that i just get to talk about it and have fun and just not have to worry and about like it like really helps with like my anxiety and it cools me down and i love just talking about anime and watching anime and things like that so yeah thank you guys for listening and you help make me feel good about myself <laughs> and i hope i hope you make make you feel good about yourself as well and i hope you have a great week i'll see you next time johnny Thank mm-hmm. you.